Welcome back to the Mike Kaltner Show. It's 1025 The Vogue, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Tonight, Pitbull Toddler, our band, will be out there in Sarasota at the Gator Club in downtown Sarasota on Main Street. Come on out and join us as we melt faces and drink Budweiser's all night long. It's going to be fun. Perfect night for it. Nice, nice and cool out. Love it down there. I should see if Drew wants to go down there. Yeah. He likes to hang out with us when we go to Sarasota. Maybe he can come on out and uh, do a little, one of them little raps, one of them little rhymes with us. He kick it one time. Spanish will be there. Pat Pep will be there. Carmen will be there. And uh, we'll have a good time. Galvin, I'm going to have to ask you to put a blindfold All on. All right. Man. Blindfolding now. Do you want two blindfolds? Do you want one blindfold? What do you think? You good? want me to put my hands on your face? I don't believe that Galvin's a cheater, so no. I know that if he can see, he will not. I he will not give it. You cannot see. No. Uh, t- <laughs> today, uh, at the, I don't even want to say where it is yet. This person is in town, and it'll be an opportunity for you to see them. Please go get our guests. Let them know Spanish that we are live, and to uh, maybe, maybe if possible, disguise the voice. And that there'll be a series of yes and no questions, and then we will conduct a regular interview. Got it. Now, you people at home uh, who are watching on Bone TV may uh, automatically recognize this person, and uh, I can honestly tell you that I'm happy to have them here, and okay. I have uh, never met this person. All I'm right. giving you some hints. Okay. Um, I know that we have discussed this person on the show before uh, at length. All right. Yeah, there have been times. Hello, nice to see you. Uh, and I would uh, go so far as to say uh, this person is known around the world. Okay. Okay. Uh, guest, how are you? <clears throat> oh, good. Uh, this is Galvin. Galvin has been blindfolded. Normally, I would be blindfolded too, but I had read that you were coming, so I knew. Uh, I will let Galvin ask a, a small series of yes or no questions, if that's okay. Sure. And see if he can guess, sure. and then we will... Uh, and have a nice interview. Can you sure. guess the gender by the uh, tone of the voice? Yeah, I believe male. But that is correct. Male is correct. 2019, I don't, uh, yeah. you don't want to make any assumptions. Okay, go ahead. Uh, are you an athlete? Uh, it depends who you ask. Like professionally, were you known for being an athlete? No. Okay. Are you an actor? It depends who you ask. Sometimes. I mean, have you been in movies or TV shows? Yes. Okay. Are you over the age of 50? It depends. Who you <laughs> no, come on. You got to give me... I'm, I'm, uh, yes. Yes, you are over the age of 50. 50, actor, over 50, an actor. Mm. You're saying it like you're narrowing it down. I am. I'm over trying. fifty actors. That's yeah. a lot of a lot of actors. Yeah, but it also has cut out athletes. Oh, so how you like that? There you go. Uh, do you have a movie or TV show that is currently or uh, going to be out soon? It depends who you <laughs> ask. If you ask Google, what would it say? Uh, no, not currently. Not currently. Uh, were you born in America? No, and that depends who you ask as well. All right, we got to lose the depends on who you yeah. ask. You got to give me yes or no, otherwise no. I'm never... No. no, not born in America. No. Actor, over 50. Mm, and we've talked about this person. We have mm. talked about you. 
hmm. on the show. Hmm. Uh, trying to think of other stuff to ask. <sighs> Are you uh, in town for a show? Yes. Yes. In town for a show. Actor over 50. Not born in America. Yeah, we heard the answer. I know. I'm going through it in my head. <laughs> the same thing. Man. Oh. <laughs> Give me a couple more questions. Have you been uh, married more than once? No. Just once. Just once. I got to tell you, I, right now I have zero idea who this person is. <laughs> I'll give you some hints. Okay. You, this person uh, was extremely uh, famous for a while and then um, continued doing what they, what they became famous for. And we one day were saying, you know, we never see around here. Who never does that? And then we've, we did a little research and found out still very successful. Hmm. I don't remember that. This person had a catchphrase. It's the where's the beef, lady. No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> this person. Let me know. Oh, when, I, I got it. You, I just got it from the lab. no idea. That is Yakov Smirnoff. There you Ladies go. and gentlemen, and Yakov Smirnoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying not to, to, I was trying, ladies and gentlemen, the famous comedian Yakov Smirnov is here. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you? I thought, uh, I expect you to look a lot older. You don't. You look fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, uh, yes, I, I feel that I've made a deal that is working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems and to be. Push this snooze button, you know, and. <laughs> And um, I'm here today, so I'm excited about being here. Now, now, uh, Yakov Spirinov, for those of you younger kids, like the younger kids on the show, I told Spanish, that you can guess, but you may not recognize him because you're so young. Uh, Yakov had an extremely successful career in the 80s and the 80s. We had the Cold War. Yes. We had uh, Reagan and Gorbachev. Yes. And uh, anything Russia was bad. We hated you know, Russia. Russia hated America. And then Yakov Spirinov was one of those people to come over here. Now, did you, how did you, in fact, come over... Because uh, in my head, I keep thinking about Moscow and the Hudson, that you were in, the, involved <laughs> in, a, in an orchestra and you yes. escaped yes. over. Yes. How did you, in fact, come over? Well, um, the, those days, uh, um, they needed, the Soviet Union was starving. They didn't have wheat, right. uh, food. or uh, So Jimmy Carter made a deal with them that if they show some human rights, um, they'll let some people out. So I, we were exchanged for some tons of wheat. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And so every time I see a Wonder Bread truck, I salute. <laughs> you know. when, you, when you were over there, I had asked this to a couple of young hockey players yes. who were born in Russia or some area. Are you taught, like, when we were kids in the 80s, it was uh, like Russian people hated America, yeah. and that we were—they were the bad ones. And you, know, and then, and then all our vision of line was you guys waiting for toilet paper, and yeah. it was a horrible place yeah. to be. How much, how true was that as far as uh, the poverty and the and the toilet paper, and obviously the wheat? <laughs> it, it, it it was pretty real. Uh, standing in line for food was 
kind of a standard thing. You right. know, I, I remember since I was maybe six years old, my grandma would just take me to stand me in the line and say, you wait for bread. And right. I'm go get some milk. And she would stand in line there. So it was normal. Uh, we we were kind of used to it. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Americans obviously saw that side of us. And we were, they were showing us movies like Three Stooges. And they would tell us that's how Americans <laughs> behave. <you know? laughs> so... so I, and so it was a mystery and there was no, it was all propaganda, you know, and uh, we had only like two channels on TV. Channel one was propaganda. Channel two was a KGB officer tells you turn back to channel one. <laughs> so so were you always kind of, uh, kind of funny or did you capitalize on, hey, I got a, I'm Russian, I got an I, accent. I, no, no, no. I, I was funny. I. Um, I, I grew up in Odessa, uh, which is part of Ukraine, and it, uh, they considered it the capital of humor in the Soviet Union. And so a lot of funny people around me. It was natural, normal, but I started performing when I was 15 years old and um, enjoyed that, you know, I, I became pretty popular there right but then i started working the cruise ships on the on the black sea and the russian cruise ship i call it love barge (laughs) (laughs) and i met a lot of americans and that's how i started going wait a minute this is there is a better world out there yeah they were talking about freedom of speech and 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 russians came telling us that we have freedom of speech but but in America, you have freedom after you speak, which was a <laughs> right, nice, right, nice yeah. little feature. Uh-huh. So, so, so that, you you yeah. come over here, and what is your first foray into comedy here? Like, what do you do? You do stand up clubs here? Or? I started. Um, no, I didn't speak English. That was a little bit of a, yeah. a challenge. <laughs> your yeah. problem. Yeah, not many people understood Russian, so I, I started as a bar boy in Grossinger's Hotel in the Catskills uh-huh. uh, and then start watching comedy there and it was old kind of vaudeville style, style. and then uh, came to the comedy store then moved to LA uh, went to the comedy store and that was kind of um, amazing to me because I you know the Mitzi Shore who was the owner of the comedy store yep. uh, she I did the, just a five minute stand up showcase and whatever I was able to translate into English and then she liked me and she uh, said stay stick around there's always place for good and different and I had no idea who I was talking to at all and and she said come back next day and see the regular show and I came back and first person on on stage was Robin Williams and then Billy Crystal and uh-huh. then uh, Jay Leno. Were you familiar with all of them I by this point? I did know, yeah. yes. I watched, uh, you know, until I was a fan of comedy, even though I didn't understand a lot. Pryor came out, did the set, and I thought I died and went to heaven, right. you know, that I, so, so I started performing I, I she gave me a job actually as a carpenter because i didn't speak english well enough um and then and then little by little i start performing and um so so now at this time what's the first is, is moscow on the hudson the first movie 
Actually, there is another obscure movie that was I did before that. Uh-huh. It's uh, uh, Bakaru Banza. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, I uh, played the national security advisor to the president. Uh-huh. They, <laughs> but then Moscow and the Hudson came short after, and obviously that was a huge, uh, huge boost uh, to my career. And how much of that was? Uh, I mean, obviously the story wasn't the same. You didn't come over here, but they had to ask you. They had to consult you, right? Oh yeah, well, P- uh, Paul Mazursky who did the movie, uh, who wrote and produced and directed it, uh, went to Russia and spent, like, you know, a significant amount of time there. So he was pretty accurate okay. in in terms of, like, what, how uh, it was supposed to be. But they, Robin was... Uh, learning Russian as he was making the movie. He wanted to be very authentic. So... Uh, one time he came over to me and said, which means you make me feel like a natural woman. <laughs> <laughs> made my day, I'll tell you that. But, you, were you, he and you good friends? Yeah, 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 yeah. We stayed in touch until, you know, until he kind of, he went to Northern California. After that, we really didn't um, see each other. But, um, but yeah. So let me tell you what I think I know. Yeah. So then, uh, like like most comedians, you have a, a great run. There's comic reliefs. There's all the right. and Yakov Smirnov, not just because of the funny accent, but because it's very very funny. Uh, is with the Billy Crystals, the Whoopi Goldbergs, and that whole era. And then comedy changes a little bit, right. and the people who who uh, were funny will still tour and do comedy and do that stuff. So we don't see you as much as we did. Right. But one day we start talking about it. I think while another comedian was here. And we were like, you know, you don't see is Yakov Smirnov. He was huge. Did he retire or did he just do touring? On it? And somebody told us, and I don't know if there's any truth to this because they said it and I believed it. <laughs> did you own a place in like the most American place yeah. in the world in Branson? Yes. And they yeah. said Yakov Smirnov is killing it in Branson. <laughs> and that's why you're not out touring as much because right. you're already so right. goddamn rich. Well. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, that's a yes. 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 <laughs> uh, Good for you. What a country. Well, what a country, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't the real reason that I ended up in Branson, just to get it, uh, to be rich. What happened is when the Soviet Union collapsed, uh-huh. um, David Letterman had a top 10 list of things that will now change that there is no more Soviet <laughs> Union. I made number one in the list. <laughs> Yakov Smirnov will be out of work. <laughs> and I thought it was funny too, right? Yeah. Until about six months later when uh, none of my contracts in Vegas, Atlantic City, Reno, Tahoe, anywhere I perform were not Picked renewed. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I... How, how financially, how well are you off are you when that, that happened? At the moment, like, I, was, I thought I can, I can glide, yeah. no problem. But then it just like was the rug was pulled. I mean, I was living in like two and a half million dollar home in, in Pacific Palisades. I mean, things were looking pretty, pretty good, stable. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like Louis C.K. you guys were talking about. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like... Boom, you know, I didn't do any, I didn't even... <laughs> no masturbating didn't, for you? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even enjoy it, right? So, 
So uh, all of a sudden, I was like, uh, the rug was pulled, and I'm, uh, you know, and I started looking for a place where they did not know that the Soviet Union collapsed. And <laughs> uh -huh. so the Branson, Missouri. <laughs> they still don't know, and it's been 25 years. <laughs> 25 years. So 25 you own years. a place there? I own a 2,000 seat theater there, and I used to be there full time. Now right. I'm kind of, I moved to Malibu, and I'm, you know, so I'm touring just to come back. And uh, and it was an interesting thing that you were talking about, Louis C.K. I didn't know that he came back and, and yeah. was doing shows. And it was kind of an interesting parallel that you discussed this as, a, you know, as a com coming back. Uh, because there's sometimes we have no control. In his case, he didn't. He had a little bit more control than I did. I didn't tear down the wall. Right. But uh, but uh, that's what happens to careers, you know. Sure, you never know what you know. You always got to be ready for that. Uh, you know, and same thing in any any sort of show business. Right. Any day you can right. be number one, and the next right. day changes. Right. So, uh, uh, what do you do in branch in the theater? You have shows there. Are other comedians? I no. I had it was my show full time for many many years. Right. I would do I when I started there I, I did 400 shows a year okay. in my theater and then I cut down to 200 now I'm doing only like 50 shows a year in like October November but I leased it to other uh, like acrobats of China they uh, they perform in the regular basis right, right, right. So, so now are you like sitting home in Malibu with your feet up in a rope and you're like yeah. <laughs> this Trump no. thing and Putin we gotta get back on the Russian tip man you know it, that's an interesting point uh, people are uh, thinking that I should and I'm you know I'm back I'm doing a show at the tonight at um, tell us you, oh I got it. I have it all here you okay, do so yeah, here yeah. we got it. Yakov Shmirnov tonight 8 o'clock uh, it's going to be at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo. You can go to LargoArts.com to get tickets. And uh, if you are hearing Yakov for the first time on this show, um, uh, Galvin and I, uh, like I said before, I've talked about it before, a very funny comedian, uh, was one of the first people to really take that kind of foreigner thing and make it like a, and at the time really embraced what the country was going through and managed to survive this whole entire time. I, I'm telling you, can I give you what I think? You, Please. The, the HBO Please. says we got a new show. It's uh, it's like a Kirby enthusiasm. We'll remember Yakov Smirnov. So they show you in an apartment. Things didn't go so well for you. In an apartment somewhere and uh, watching TV. And then Trump and, and Putin are on TV. And you, and you stand up and you go, I'm back. And, and, then you, and then you're back in business. And they follow you as you try to go out. On, I think it would be great. Uh, I, I'm in. I, yeah. I'm in. Um, here is the difference that I see, and I sensed it uh, initially when Trump uh, became the president. I didn't really, you know, know it sounded like that. It sounded like it would be there would be interest in it. The yeah. challenges between what was happening in the 80s, the whole country was uh, united against, or or at least Russia was a headache right, to right. the whole country. Yeah, today. Russia is a headache to half of the country. Right, right, right. So the country is divided, and they're they're making fun at each other, not with each other. So, sure. so I've been, uh, I haven't been sitting in Malibu picking my nose. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I realized that in the eighties I was helping to end the Cold War in the war room. Now, what I switched my energy is to try to help to end the Cold War in the bedroom. <laughs> oh. 
Yes. <laughs> a lot more job security in that, right? <laughs> so what I did, and the people don't know this, I went back to college when the, during the time in Branson. I went to University of Pennsylvania, uh-huh. got my master's degree in psychology, uh, graduated 2006, then I became oh, man, a... Prof- you were really nervous. You didn't want to be poor. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I need a backup. Right. That's right. Yeah. I went to, then became a professor at Missouri State University and started teaching the course on happiness and laughter. And now I'm graduating this year uh, from uh, my doctorate degree in uh, uh, university in Malibu, the uh, Pepperdine. So I'm going to be Dr. Yaakov. Wow. Yeah, Dr. Nice. Yaakov, May, May 18. You heard it first. Uh-huh. You know? So um, Tell that's, that to your grandmother who wanted you to go wait in line for bread. How, how yeah, proud you yeah, would be, right? Yeah, so, so that's that's the direction. So my whole show is... I did a PBS special called Happily Ever Laughter, and it's all about relationships, and it's all scientifically based, neuroscience of relationships. Uh, what is your relationship that you married now? I'm married now. How long? Newly. Newly oh. married. Yeah, I was, Are you telling me the entire time you were famous you never got married? I got married. Okay. And I was married to an American woman, two kids. Now they're 28 and 20, 26, and... Um, and I've been, after my divorce, I've been searching, and this is where this whole new uh, Cold War in the bedroom came out. Right. It was that I, I noticed the correlation between laughter in the beginning of the relationship. There are plenty of people laugh, everyone. You ask people, they remember laughter. And then in the end, no laughter. Right. Only Boring. people laughing are attorneys. Right. You know? <laughs> right. right. So there's that span of the relationship. And I'm like, I, I got to figure this out. You know, why did it happen? Why, as a comedian, I'm, I didn't see that laughter dying. If it was happening to my audience, I knew. Right, And right. the second joke, I would know. Here, I didn't know. So that's what became my kind of, uh, and, and it, I followed uh, what I believe in. And the show is funny, and yet it's, it gives people... A, a sense of what's going on in their lives. Good for you. I think that's great. Well, Yankov Smirnov, uh, you get to go see him do his comedy and talk uh, tonight at the Largo Arts uh, Center. I'm sorry, the Central Park Performing Arts Center, largoarts.com. Or you can call the box office, 727 587 6793. Who is the, uh, the most famous person you made uh, sweet love to in the 80s when you were at the height of your fame? You Not get, like Louis C.K. Kind no, of no, no. I mean, like, you, would you date other, I think Reagan yeah. was probably... Uh, you dated Reagan? <laughs> oh, <No>. sweet love. <laughs> sweet love. Sweet love. Yeah. Uh, Brooke Shields, I went out with her. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a official day but like we went out like three times and then her mom put her foot down and yeah, said, yeah. the mother was brutal huh? yeah yeah he is not for you you uh-huh. know that was, that was it um but uh but i was uh married to a very you know nice uh american lady and then and then things uh, just uh, you know i i learned something that laughter is the first thing that happens when you meet someone and you ask i've asked over four and a half million people in my theater and they all remember laughter being part of that and then second thing happens is intimacy third thing you live together right and when things don't work out laughter is the first thing to go second is intimacy third is your house i learned that <laughs> i learned that right, right. so so that's why you know i thought that uh, there needs to be some 
researched on, and and I, and it was fascinating because, you know, when you realize about laughter, you realize that men and women are totally, totally different, and they what makes them laugh is different, and so, uh, uh, and what they need is different. You know, men we're simpler, and women are a lot more uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so they need they need a little bit more uh, affection and conversation and stuff, and we do that in the beginning of the relationship. And then, can we... you imagine somebody right now explaining how long you guys been married? Thirty years. How's it been? You know, at a certain point, it was starting to fall off. Then we went to Branson and saw Yako <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And now we were thriving. That's right. Hey, look, but man, whatever it, it, works. I get those stories. Oh, I sure. get people. People walk in, and at first they're kind of disconnected, and then uh, as the show progresses, uh, you know, they, they you can see they're holding hands, and then they're putting their arms around it, and yeah, yeah. And, then, and it also helps, and I and I hope I bet you no other man has said this to you, but it also helps that you you're adorable the way you oh. deliver yourself. Like <laughs> like in the beginning. We loved you because you were a silly little foreigner, but when you, now you have that kind of like the laugh and all that. You're like, we want to like you. You know oh, what I mean? Thank like you. Dr. Phil, when he gives advice, you're like, who's this idiot? <laughs> but when you're doing it, it's like, oh, this guy's adorable. Right, guys yeah. Are, well, I, I appreciate you getting up early and coming in here today. It's great to catch up with you again. The show is uh, tonight at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo. You can go to largoarts.com. Or 727-587-6793 to see Yakov Smirnov. Thank you very much. Thanks My for pleasure. playing along with our little uh, guest oh, together. Yeah, that I was got fun. it. That was I fun. got it. I yeah. didn't know I could trick somebody for that long because <laughs> the moment they hear my voice, they're like... Well, I figured he was going to think that you were doing a fake accent That's to totally trick him. That's totally what I yeah. thought. That's totally really? what I thought. Yeah, I thought you were an American doing an accent ah. to try and throw me off. Not really. But as soon as you laughed, I was like, I got it. Well, yeah. I, I, I didn't want you struggling any longer. <laughs> I appreciate that. You look like a terrorist over yeah. there. Yakov, thank you. We'll My take pleasure. a quick break. Thanks it's a Mike Count the show.